And before we get started today with the podcast of this show, check out the links I've posted in this post, including collections, etc., a whole cornucopia of various as-seen-on-TV items, organizational items, and just knickknacks that you didn't realize you actually needed. So check it out below. Many of the things uh, I tested out myself when I worked for Taylor Gifts, but now they're all at collections, etc. Check it out. And I think it's time to get started. Don't you, folks? Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur uh, movie theater seat uh, tester. And welcome to AWSM Radio, a uh, independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want to engage with you. I want you to be part of the show. So, so, you can find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook at Colt S. Taylor. I'm available in Cameo, also at Colt S. Taylor. And uh, occasionally, at least twice a month, sometimes every week, I do Twitch broadcast me recording this show at twitch.tv slash Taylor. But if your life is just too busy to catch me on social media or live on Twitch, you can always listen to the podcast version of the show at anchor.fm slash Taylor. All right, my friends, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. First up this week, my friends, a news story that I think has gripped America and around the world. Ticket prices to movie theaters. Yes, that's right, my friends. Uh, Now, listen, I didn't realize this was a thing. But uh, basically, AMC will be starting soon charging different prices for different seats in a movie theater based on where you sit. Much like the airline does, those premium towards the front of the plane uh, seats are like 5 or $10 more. Well, the best seats in the theater will apparently be $2 more, and the seats in the very, very front, the seats in the front row, will be a little bit cheaper for those who want to save a few bucks, encourage them to sit in the front. Now, apparently, apparently this is a model that... Europeans use, and uh, I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's a terrible idea. So, for example, um, if you were going to watch um, um, at uh, the example they give here, uh, at AMC Lincoln Square 13, New York, one of the busiest theaters in the country, an evening ticket to a regular regular showing of Magic Mike's Last Dance, the latest in the Magic Mike series, uh, that will cost um, uh, $17.99. $17.99 to go see a show, a, a movie there. And the best seats in the house are $2 more. That's right. Uh, at uh, AMC Berrywood 24 in Kansas City, a ticket for Magic Mike 3 would cost eleven twenty nine, And then the best seats in the house, a buck more. 
Uh huh. A buck more. And this is before taxes and you know online ticket convenience fees. So like you know you pay for your ticket, you pay for your preferred seat, and then there's a digital convenience fee tacked on top of that. Now, fortunately, you can avoid these fees, my friends. You can avoid these fees, my friends, by joining AMC, subscribing to AMC's Stub Premiere Program. Stub Premiere Program, $15 a year to join this program, and then you don't have to pay these other fees. So they were just like $15 of fees up front, and then you have to go to, you know, like seven or eight movies a year to make that worth that. Um, I have to say, once again, once again, a terrible business decision by another business. You know, listen, maybe I'm getting older. Maybe I'm getting just a little bit more, you know, you know, I like to, you know, a little tight with my money. But it does seem like everyone wants a nickel and dime you as much as possible, doesn't it, folks? It kind of seems like that to me. Kind of seems like that to me. I mean, I guess, uh... You know, I guess I guess this is what late stage capitalism looks like. You know, hey, tickets are five dollars. There is a three dollar seat three, a two dollar bathroom fee, a five dollar actor insurance fee, an eight dollar pretzel salt uh rehabilitation fee. The final price of your five dollar ticket will be eighty five sixty seven. That is like basically what fees are and whatnot. So they can advertise a price of a ticket. I would like, you know, a price. And then there's fees and fees and fees. There's a digital ticket fee. There's a reservation fee. Now there's a, do you want to sit in the front and get like a neck cramp? We'll give you $2 off. If not, it'll be $2 more unless you give us $15 a month there. So, and another, another example that was given here. If you wanted to watch, I guess this article here from the Hollywood Reporter is using Magic Mike a lot, uh, at the Dolby Cinema at Lincoln Square. If you were going to watch Magic Mike's Magic Mike's Last Dance, which is a, which is a premium theater, I don't know what that means. I guess they have booze. It would be twenty nine ninety nine plus a three dollar forty nine cent convenience fee at the Lincoln Square. To watch the movie, you would pay you would pay nearly thirty three dollars and fifty cents to watch Magic Mike three. Thirty three dollars to watch a movie. Would you pay thirty three dollars to watch a movie? I mean, does that come with popcorn? Does that come with a steak dinner? Does it? Does it? Probably not. I think, like I say, this is. There's a reason why theaters are going out of business, okay? Yes, COVID certainly put a dent in it, but it's stupid, ridiculous, clown show stuff like this that are putting theaters out of business. I said last week, talk about Netflix, you know? A big reason why people stopped so actively pirating movies and music and etc. because it became very easy at a reasonable price to watch all these things. Hulu and Netflix were cheap. You could share passwords. There were no ads. Why would I download the Russian version of Avengers when I can watch it for Hulu? Ah, you know, five bucks a month. That's perfectly reasonable. Perfectly reasonable. But this is going to cause 
digital piracy to whoop, pop up, pop up. Who's going to pay $35 to watch Magic Mike 80 for Brady, an M. Night Shyamalan movie? No one. No one's going to pay that, move, that amount of money. They will either watch it digitally on an illegal website or they'll wait for it to come out streaming a few months later. If theaters wanted to stay in business, they should be making it easier for people to come and watch their movies. They should. Do you know why I don't go to the movies? Because it's expensive. It's expensive, all right? I just wouldn't do that. So we'll see if I'm sure people will pop up to this. There's some folks that are not, uh, not, not have done it. Uh, many actors are saying that this isn't a great idea. Uh, in fact, one that's being passed around, Elijah Wood, yes, Frodo, said, quote, The movie theater is and always has been a sacred democratic space for all, and this new initiative by AMC Theaters would essentially penalize people for lower income and reward for higher income. Could not say it better, ring bearer. So, um, if you see that, I would highly suggest you not going to the movies. Because apparently AMC Theaters is now the Hyundai Tucson of entertainment. Yes, that's right, Hyundai. I haven't forgotten about you. You thought I went away. I didn't. You owe me $4,000, Hyundai, and I will never forgive you. I don't enjoy the transmission fee you charge me to. Ooh, Hyundai. But anyways, that is the first story today. Something that really bothered me, obviously, since I've talked about for almost eight minutes. Theater prices. That is just... Greed. It's greed. Moving along, this week, the legendary Burt Bacharach passed away at the age of 94, a award-winning uh, uh, music writer and composer. Uh, he was a, wrote a lot, a lot of great music, including uh, uh, I Say a Little Prayer, Walk On By, Do You Know the Way to San Jose, and he also made cameos in all of the Austin Power movies. Yes, that's right. When Austin Powers would go, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. And he'd come in there and start singing and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, he wrote a lot of music. He wrote a lot of music for a lot of people. He won, um, I believe, an Oscar for his music in the um, uh, movie Arthur. Arthur? Arthur, that's right. And, again, like I said, he uh, did a lot of uh, sort of uh, cameos. Uh, on um, movies, including Austin Powers. Uh, many other people paid tribute to him, including uh, Dion uh, Warwick, who uh, uh, said that um, it was like losing a family member. And uh, Mike Myers also credited him with helping him come up with the whole the Austin Powers sort of uh, persona and movie and whatnot. Uh, he told uh, Rolling Stone uh, magazine... In uh, 1999, um, uh, do, did I arrive at that intellectually? No, um, but um, uh, I arrived at it by hearing the song The Look of Love, the national anthem of libido, and thinking, where have all the swingers gone? And then it sort of developed from there. So uh, he passed away this week at the age of 94 at his home in Los Angeles due to natural causes. Uh, very very, very long, well-lived life. 
Uh, many, like I said, many, many, many good songs. Uh, Dion Warwick released a statement saying, uh, Birch's transition is like losing a family member. These words I've been asked to write are being written with sadness over the loss of my dear friend and musical partner. On the latter side, we laughed a lot and had our run-ins, but always found a way to let each other know our family, like Roots, were the most important part of our relationship. My heartfelt condolences go out to his family, letting them know he is now peacefully resting, and I, too, will miss him. Uh, Dionne Warwick worked with Burt Bacharach on her hit Don't Make Me Over, which was released in 1963. And uh, in 2019, uh, Bacharach opened up to People magazine about his friendship with Dionne Warwick, who, who he called tremendous musically. Uh, quote, she had a voice that was like glass. It was so clean. It was so pure, so distinctive. And you could immediately know it was Dion. So, once again, Burt Bacharach passed away this week at the age of 94. Listen to some of his music this weekend. I think it still holds up after all of these years. Next up, uh, this weekend. In fact, if you're listening to the Sunday broadcast of this show on AWSM Radio, uh, in several hours, or tomorrow, again, depends when you're listening, um, will be the Super Bowl. Yes, the NFL Super Bowl between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I am from the Philadelphia area, so obviously I'll be watching Go Birds. Uh, this uh, this Super Bowl does mark some uh, interesting firsts. Uh, both quarterbacks uh, on opposing teams are uh, black, which is a first uh, first time. And also, there will be brothers facing off each other. Yes, uh, the uh, Kelsey Kelsey brothers will be facing off against each other. Uh, uh, is that Kelsey? I feel like, oh gosh, am I seeing uh, Eagles, Kelsey... Uh, where's my notes here? Yes, Ke Jason Kelsey. That's right. Jason Kelsey will be uh, going up against his brother. That's right. His brother who's on the Kansas City team, whose name I don't care about because he doesn't play for the Eagles. Uh, so his mother, obviously, very proud of the Kelsey, her sons. Uh, there's a bit of those two asking her which one she'll cheer for. She keeps saying she'll cheer for both of them equally. She's got like a special jersey that has both their numbers on it. So that is also a first as well. Uh, performing in the halftime show is Rihanna. That's right. The very talented Rihanna will be doing the halftime show this year. Uh, we don't know what exactly we have in mind. I mean, don't know if there'll be any sort of special guests. Uh, don't know what song she's going to sing. It's always, always, always a surprise. What will happen? Um, there is a rumor that uh, um, ASAP Rocky, is that his name? Uh, who had a baby with Rihanna and May might be joining there. Uh, Jay-Z and T.I. are rumored to make cameo um, cameo appearances. appearances. Uh, recent Super Bowl shows have featured numerous guests. Last year in 2022, 50 Cent joined headliners Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. So we'll see what Rihanna... I mean, Rihanna, for me, Rihanna is an immensely talented singer. Immensely talented. 
And uh, she's also very funny. If you've seen her Saturday Night Live sketches that she pops into, a very funny person. Immensely talented. So I think I think it's going to be a good show. I think it's a good show. Now, the Eagles are favored to win by 1.5 points. That's the spread, folks. Good luck betting on this game. But uh, it it's going to be a close game. I feel it's going to be a close game. But ultimately, I think the Eagles will win. The Eagles will win. I'm going to say... 27 to 24 Eagles in a, a in a tough slosh throughout the entire entire game. Uh, if you're taking my advice to make your Super Bowl bet, then uh, let me assure you, you are a fool because I should not be listened to whatsoever. I have not watched a single Eagles game this entire year. Um, that's why they're the Super Bowl, so that's the rule for Philadelphia sports. As long as I don't watch your game, just pay attention to your record. You have a good chance of making the playoffs. So we'll see what happens next week. I'll either be very happy or kind of sad. But regardless, next weekend, if I'm happy or sad, I'll be happy because I'll be listening to my friend DC's show here on AWSM Radio. That's right. On Friday nights at 9 p.m., it's DC Live in Effect. Listen as our in-house DJ, DC, mixes it up every Friday night at 9 p.m., and you don't want to miss out while he smashes it on the ones and twos, kicking the beats from South Florida every week. That's right, his beats are not subject to Ron DeSantis's uh, censorship, uh, at least not yet. But just in case it will be one day, he keeps going. Saturday nights, it's DC House Party Saturdays, bringing his free-selling DJing to the max. House Party Saturdays gives you all the baby vibe without actually having to go down to Florida. From the top clubs to the bars, D.C. will bring the party to you. That's Saturdays at 10. And then to wrap it up, Sundays at 10 p.m., it's D.C. live in effect again. So, just to sum up, we've got D.C. live in effect, Fridays at 9. D.C. house party Saturdays. That's Saturdays at 10 p.m. And then Sundays at 10 p.m., D.C. live in effect again. Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. Moving along to international news. Balloons! Yes, balloons! They can go around the world in 80 days, and they can also carry a large school bus size, several school bus size uh, surveillance package through the winds, floating about. So, last weekend, uh, after this show uh, aired on um, <coughs> Saturday morning on AWSM Radio, uh, the Chinese surveillance balloon floating over the United States was shot down over the uh, coast of North North Kakalaki, Myrtle Beach. Uh, something that was shown live on multiple networks. It was something else. You generally don't see a jet shoot a missile um, off the coast of an American American coast to blow up a balloon and take it down. Um... That morning, I knew something was up when they decided to close three airports along the coast. And uh, it took a little bit longer than I think they wanted it to take. But shut down the airspace, cleared out the water, and boom, blew it on up. Hit the ground. Now they've got it. Now, during this week, a lot of uh, right-wing uh, clown shows like uh, Miller Taylor Green. I don't even know her name. Um... Uh, 
was yelling at military officials, calling BS, saying that uh, everyone's laughing at America because you let the balloon fly across the United States. Uh, I don't think people are laughing at the United States. More, more like you. More like you. Uh, she also attended uh, the State of the Union address, heckling the president, and looked like a dime store Corilla DeVille. She is a dumpster fire of a human being. But anyways, um, you know, again, I'm going to put my faith in folks who know how intelligence works and this sort of things, and they thought they could get more value out of it, studying it, jamming it, and preventing signals back, then shooting it down, and collecting it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't understand. I mean, listen, some folks are just gonna complain just they're gonna complain. I mean, they there is a a stunning, a stunning amount of ignorance when it comes to talking to spy balloons. All right, listen, I don't know how they work, so I'm not gonna say make pronunciations about how things should work. All right, <sighs> gosh. Well, anyways, anyways, that shot down, and then just on Friday, another balloon were shot down by jets in northern Alaska, although they're not quite sure where this one came from. It was smaller, seemed not to have as much stuff with it, but they're recovering that and seeing what is going on with that. But uh, apparently, balloon surveillance like this has been going on for a wee bit. The Chinese, according to some reports, have been launching balloons for the last few years, and a few have gone across the United States, and we weren't really aware of it until it was gone. Uh, how could that happen, Colt? Well, you know, the, the military and the, the spies are trained to look at aircraft. They fly at a certain level. And satellites, and they're outside the atmosphere. Balloons are floating in an area of the atmosphere that previously wasn't really monitored all that tightly. But, as you may imagine, now it will be. Now it will be. Now, the United States have also used spy balloons in the past, and probably currently. Um, there is some advantages to it. I know satellites, obviously, much higher. But, you know, they also uh, have some limitations, okay? They they are either going around the Earth at a certain speed, or you have to spend a lot of money, put one up that just sort of stays in one spot. Balloons can linger about. And sometimes they're hard to detect. And, um, you know... That's that's they can they can do things that satellites can't do, and these balloons you can kind of steer them. Now, obviously, the winds up there they're gonna push the balloons wherever they're gonna they're gonna push it. But put a little propeller, a little little fin, you can direct it in a certain way for sure. Now, the balloon that was shot down last week had solar panels, had a little propeller. It it meant business. It meant business. Uh, this one that was shot down on Friday much smaller didn't seem like it had as advanced stuff on it. It actually might have been just a weather balloon that we used the missile to knock out of the sky. But, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few more of these. Obviously, the, 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 the jig is up. Can't be saying these all willy-nilly because they're going to be starting shot out of the sky. Um, and it's, you know, I imagine frowned upon, frowned upon. Uh, also, my uh, armchair general friends out there, another big difference between the one last weekend and this Friday is the one last weekend was floating about 60,000 feet above the above the ground. 
which is about 20 feet thousand higher than airlines operate. This one was about, uh, this one last a few days ago on Friday was at 40,000 feet, which posed a danger to aircraft. So, uh, but if you don't believe anything the government says, who, who am I going to give in to? Probably not. Probably not. So, you know, wrap your tinfoil and get back in your bunker. We now go to Turkey, where last week a devastating 7.7 earthquake struck along the border between Turkey and Syria, uh, followed up by another 7.5 earthquake, uh, which, you know, some people might, there's a little bit of a, little bit of a debate whether that was an aftershock or a second earthquake there, causing massive amounts of damage and death and destruction along those lines. Uh, it was along the Anatolian uh, fault line, uh, which uh, goes pretty much a, pretty close to the border of uh, Turkey and uh, Syria there along the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, it was felt through most of Turkey, uh, also felt in Israel, um, uh, Jordan, Iraq, uh, Egypt. Uh, the shock waves from this earthquake uh, were detected in seismographs as far away as Greenland. This was a big, big, big uh, earthquake in this area. Uh, as of this recording, they're saying there's at least 20,200 deaths in Turkey with over 80,000 injured and over 4,000 deaths with 7,200 injured in Syria. Syria, as you may remember, is in the midst of a practically a de almost a decade now civil war. So getting aid and supplies and help to that region, immensely difficult, immensely difficult. Uh, they are still uh, doing rescues there. Some, some people have been pulled out of there three or four days later, which was, um, you know, that's you're into the quite the end there pretty, pretty quickly there soon. Um, after about five days, very unlikely you're going to pull anyone else out of the rubble. Uh, so, uh, all like, I said, like I said, the original one was a 7.7, .7, and then there were three aftershocks. Uh, actually, there was, uh, there was an aftershock of 7.7. Um, I'm sorry. The main earthquake, I'm getting my numbers mixed up here. The main earthquake was a 7.8. Although some areas, some, some seismographs are putting it at 8.0. The main earthquake, earthquake was 7.8. The aftershock was 7.7. .7. There were three aftershocks of 6.0 or greater which are moderate, moderate. There's the kind that do a lot of damage in California. And then there were uh, about 10 or so uh, aftershocks that were 5.4 or greater, which, again, are moderate, but um, it was it, it, those, are, those are big ones. A, a five point, I think a 5.4 or 3 is what uh, hit Washington, D.C. over a decade ago and didn't cause much damage, but it caused a lot of Caught a little national news there. Um, but anyways, friends, if you can uh, donate to a variety, listen, it doesn't take doesn't take too long to find a charity out there to, who are rushing help to the area. Um, so you know, do what you can, donate some money, uh, help them, uh, help various government and NGOs uh, get help there. A cornucopia, a cornucopia of different. Um, uh, nations, NGOs are helping. 
we've got, uh, you know, Albania, Algeria, Armenia, Australia, Azerbaijan, Bangladesh, Belgium, Canada, China, Croatia, Cuba, Cyprus, the Northern Cyprus Republic, uh, Germany, Greece, Hungary, India, Iran, Iraq, Israel, Kyrgyzstan, Lebanon, uh, Malaysia, Moldova, Netherlands, North Macedonia, Tunisia, Pakistan, Philippines, Poland, Romania, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Korea, Singapore, Switzerland, Thailand, uh, Taiwan, United Kingdom, United States, and Vietnam, all sending money, rescuers, teams, uh, supplies, equipment, a variety of things. Obviously, different countries will saying different things, uh, as well as the Arab League, European Union, NATO, the UN, the World Bank, uh, the Norwegian Refugee Camps, uh, Council, Care Australia, Islamic Relief, World Jewish Relief, Cartius Internalones, uh, the Red Cross, the Red Crescent, the Turkish Red Crescent, German Charity, International Search and Rescue, uh, the Iraqi Red Crescent, International Rescue Committee, uh, Messines and Frontiers, and the Premier League, all other, other organizations donating uh, money, rescuers, equipment, supplies to the area. One of the largest, one of the largest earthquakes to hit the Asia Minor area and um, causing a little friction politically there because of lax building, uh, lax building, as well as um, just the. Uh, how slow, how slow it is to um, get uh, get uh, get supplies there. So, uh, if you can help in any ways, my friends, our friends in Turkey and Syria could certainly, absolutely, need it. We now go to basketball, where this week LeBron James, LeBron James, uh, passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, breaking the NBA's all-time. Scoring record this week. Yes, that's right. Uh, he passed the mark. Uh, career Abdul Jabbar's uh, career points. He had thirty-eight thousand three hundred and eighty-seven points, and LeBron James passed that this week uh, in a game against the uh, Oakland City Thunder. Uh, when he hit that mark, the game stopped. There was a uh, celebration on the court. Um, his sons, Bronny and Bryce and daughter Zuri were there, as well as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar himself attended the game as well. Uh, he hugged his mom, kissed his wife. Uh, the Lakers played a tribute video, and NBA Commissioner Adam Silver congratulated him as well. And Abdul-Jabbar presented James with a game ball, and the two embraced. Also there uh, were Lakers owner Jeannie Buss, Magic Johnson, Jay-Z, Nike founder Phil Knight, LL Cool J, Bad Bunny, Floyd Mayweather, and John McEnroe. Yes, that's right. Tennis great John McEnroe was there as well. Go figure. Um, but uh, anyways, a quite an amazing, an amazing, amazing uh, record to pass. He has held, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has held for almost... Since the 80s. Since the 80s, I believe. So, it has been there for quite a while. A quite a while. Uh, he passed Michael Jordan on this all-time scoring list in 2019. Kobe Bryant in 2020. Carl Malone in 2022. It was only a matter of time before, before he would hit 
uh, he would hit that mark. Uh, James was uh, projected to pass this mark in 2023, um, and he he certainly did. He certainly did. Uh, and he is not slowing down. He has still probably. I mean, he's 38. He could play conceivably for another two 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 to five years. All right. He is in excellent shape. Has a very good training regimen. Not slowing down. And, uh, I mean, the, the reason why they call him King James. Reason why they call him King James and whatnot. So, anyways, congratulations to LeBron James. Now the NBA's all-time scorer. And uh, his, final, his final total, who knows? Who knows? I mean, he's not that far away from 40,000. He could conceivably get there. He could conceivably get there. Speaking of sports, my friends, this is the great this is a great place to come for all things sports because on Wednesday night we have two shows. First up at 9 p.m. it's To the Rack with Mac. And I bet I bet LeBron James has been the subject of several discussions because this is your go-to spot for all things basketball. Join NBA expert Mac Daddy as he brings you a full hour of high flying hoops expertise for all things NBA. Tune in Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. And then it's What's Going On. What's Going On is our Fox Sports affiliate show, providing listeners with over 150 combined years of sports knowledge, hosted by Nate Brown and his crew. They have been a staple of Western New York sports for the past two decades, and now they're national. That's Wednesdays at 10 p.m. So just a review. To the Rack with Mac, Wednesdays at 9 p.m., What's going on Wednesdays at 10 p.m.? Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. Moving along to the world of technology. Hey, folks, remember when uh, one week we were all going to work and then the next week we're trying to figure out how Zoom worked? Yes, Zoom, the booming company of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, for some reason thought the good times would just keep on rolling. Surprise, surprise, it didn't. And uh, Zoom apparently this week will lay off over 1,300 employees, and the CEO is taking a massive pay cut. 1,300 employees being 15% of the, its staff, the latest tech company to announce significant job cuts uh, because, well, you know, they just aren't growing like they would. The demand for digital services, they be waning. Uh, in a memo to employees, according to this MSN article, Zoom CEO Eric Yon said the layoffs would impact every part of the organization. Yon said that he and other executives would take a significant pay cut, saying that he had made mistakes and the company would how the company grew during the pandemic. Quote, as the CEO and founder of Zoom, I am accountable for these mistakes and the actions we take today, and I want to show accountability not just words, but in my own actions. To that end, I am reducing my salary for the coming fiscal year by 98% and foregoing my fiscal year 23 corporate bonus. Uh, he said the members of the executive leadership team will reduce their base salaries by 20% in the coming fiscal year and forfeit their fiscal year 2023 bonuses. Uh, Zoom's shares rose 9%. Uh, after this announcement, so obviously investors like that. Uh, wow, a 98% reduction in his uh, salary. I can only imagine in fiscal year 2021 and 2022, 
maybe in 2020 itself, he probably cashed out a significant amount of shares that year. So uh, I like Zoom. It's okay. I mean, I don't use Zoom for uh, my Wednesday night D&D uh, Twitch broadcast. The Long Shots D&D, for those watching and want to see me in the world of fantasy and dragons, uh, I, I used to score for that. I find it to be a little bit more helpful. But, you know, Zoom, Zoom. Zoom, Zoom. Um, so, I imagine there will be, they will continue on. There is a demand for digital communications like this. Uh, the world of mental health has uh, seen a renaissance, really, by the ability to connect therapists with people who can get the mental health that mental health help they need without having to put pants on. So, helpful all around. So, hope. I mean, I I can't help but to think that the Zoom guy here is. Looking, he's probably looking to sell here soon. So, you know, if uh, a Microsoft or the Microsoft Skype there, and then Google has their own video chatting thing. So, it'll be some sort of uh, player that um, would want to get into the market. Because if you think about, it, like, you know, Facebook has a video chat, you know, Microsoft, Google, they all have that. So, now there's a HIPAA things that Zoom has that maybe those don't, but again, they probably aren't too interested. So I feel that he's, he's, he's sniffing around trying to pull old Jack Dorsey and sell out. Sell out. Maybe maybe Elon Musk will buy Zoom and make it terrible like he's made <laughs> Twitter terrible. <laughs> While you are Zooming home from work, my friends, you should be listening to one show. That's The Rock Sessions. That's right. The Rock Sessions is our drive time show here on AWSM Radio, hosted by the wonderful and beautiful Rocks. She will make sure your evening commute home is fun. Uh, the show features the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. She will make it rock, rock style, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. We now move on to Chick-fil-A, the popular fast food chicken franchise that uh, some people really like, some people really hate, and some people don't know why they really like, other people really like, really hate them. Uh, you may know Chick-fil-A from your commenting of like, why is everyone driving parked in there in line for that drive through That's stupid. You may have seen that. Yeah, all Chick-fil-A drive throughs are awful. In fact, the Chick-fil-A near my house tore down the entire building, rebuilt it to accommodate multiple drive-ins because it became a safety hazard with as many cars being in the drive through Anyways, regardless of the politics and whatnot, I'm only bringing this up because Chick-fil-A is coming out with a new plant-based sandwich. Yes, remember the Impossible Meat was all the rage for like six months? And then, you know, there were people saying that they're taking our cows away and that they would they would they wouldn't get plant based meat and then plant based meat companies kinda of went had a really hard time getting money. I don't know why Ugh. why. Anyways, Chick fil A said, Hey, I remember that time when there was the impossible burger and the impossible whopper and the impossible whatever. I want to do that now. So they're coming up with a cauliflower filet. Yes, that's right. A cauliflower-based sandwich or whatnot. Uh, I don't know. I mean, is it something you would do? 
Maybe. I mean, I try it. I like cauliflower. Some people don't. Why not? But, um, yeah. So they're going to do a cauliflower filet. Um, probably deep fried, as it were, or whatnot. Um, some people are applauding it. Obviously, the folks at uh, Fox News are not because, you know, they, uh, they, 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 they like to pick their fights and they think, um, 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 they think that, um, you know, Chick-fil-A is like a culture war flashpoint, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I do know that they, the, the, the company does support some pretty terrible organizations and whatnot. So I guess that's why Fox News likes it. <laughs> oh, what a clown show. Well, anyways, uh, also, Chick-fil-A, best known for not being open on Sunday. <laughs> uh, so right now, right now, uh, they also, they're also the third largest uh uh, chain of restaurants in the area. They will be testing this out in Denver, Charleston, South Carolina, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and the Greenboro Triad region of North Kakalaki. So if you're in Colorado or the Kakalakis, you can try it out and whatnot. So it's been like four years since they tried it, but you know, I really don't think, I really don't think it's really catching on as much as they thought it would. Uh, both, like I said, both companies that make this uh, plant-based meat, uh, Beyond and Impossible, have laid off about 20% of their workforce because, you know, it's, uh, you know, it just, just doesn't, it's, it's interesting. I've had it. It's okay. And if you are a vegetarian or a vegan and want that taste, that's there for you, but I don't think it's going to be doing the massive replacements of meat that they thought it was. Um, if Now, if meat prices keep going up, maybe. Maybe. But, you know, eh, seems like a bit of a, bit of a fad. Bit of a fad. But, uh, anyways, will I try it? Maybe. I don't know. I like cauliflower. I don't know if I like Chick-fil-A cauliflower. But, anyways, if you're a fan of Chick-fil-A, fan of Chick-fil-A, cauliflower filet coming soon, if it does well, in Denver, in the Kakalakis. Finally this week, uh, WWE uh, Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler, Lawler suffered a massive stroke, rushed to the hospital. He was found unconscious in his driveway, uh, but he is apparently expected to make a full recovery. Uh, he was in bad shape, but he has managed to pull through. In, uh, he's currently in a Fort Myers hospital, 73 years old. That's right. Uh, he is slowly regaining his ability to speak. Apparently his speech is limited, is limited, but he is expected to fully recover. According to his official Twitter, uh, it says, Update on Jerry. After suffering a massive stroke Monday, he is now recovering in Fort Myers, in a Fort Myers, Florida hospital. His speech is limited, but with rehabilitation will regain a full recovery. He thanks everyone for the continued prayers and will be back in the near future. Uh, he suffered a stroke in 2018. On In 2012, on live television, he had a heart attack and had to be carted out of the uh, arena, recovered from both of them and whatnot, uh, unlike many other wrestlers who, uh, who uh, uh, you know, have passed away, unfortunately, over the, over the years and years. Jerry keeps kicking. Um, 
Jerry Lawler posted photos of himself in the hospital along with Hall of Famer Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart, who has not aged since 1986, looks exactly the same, exactly the same. Like, I remember growing up watching him. He, his hair is a little bit thinner. He has a few wrinkles, but Jimmy Hart looks exactly the same. But uh, he's also a very good friend of Jerry Lawler and uh, apparently spent the whole day in the hospital with him with some wrestling memorabilia and talking to him and engaging with him. So um, as far as I'm aware, Jimmy Hart seems to be a very, very, very good person and whatnot. Uh, I've never heard anything terrible about Jimmy, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy, mouth of the south, mouth of the south, Jimmy Hart. Could I be wrong? Maybe. But um, very nice scene that his good friend spent the entire day in the hospital with him after suffering a massive stroke. So uh, hopefully make a full recovery. And uh, him and Ric Flair, boy, those are some old timers that... Despite everyone else who's passed away over the years, they are still, still kicking. Still kicking. Before we wrap up today, my friends, I want to give a shout-out to my friends at Social Bee. They are the social media management tool that I use to spread the word of this wonderful show across the world. They are the who's who and the bee's knees when it comes to your social media management. Uh, their tool allows you to manage Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Google My Business, and even TikTok, all your profiles from one location. Uh, you can use Unsplash, Giphly, Canva. Uh, you can uh, organize your content in different categories. Use RSS feeds. You can customize posts for each network individually. You can automatically generate hashtags. They've recently introduced an AI-style sort of content generator to, po to make posts of content. You can schedule posts. You can track link uh, performance, recycle evergreen posts. It's everything you need for a full package of social media management tools. Yes, that's right, my friends. So check out socialbee.io. Try them out for 14 days free. Tell them Colt Sebastian Taylor sent you. Uh, you won't get anything, but it'll be funny if they specifically start asking me to stop saying that. So check out socialbee.io. Dot io for all of your social media management needs. Well, my friends, that just about wraps up this week's Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Remember, you can find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on uh, the Facebook at Colt S. Taylor. I'm available on Cameo also at Colt S. Taylor uh, for all your Cameo needs. Uh, I do occasionally broadcast live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Colt S. Taylor, uh, where you can see me record this show. Not an every week thing, but usually a few times a month sort of thing. And of course, the podcast version of the show can be found at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. And if you like Dungeons & Dragons, I do a show on Wednesday at uh, The Long Shots d, &D. Uh, you, you can find stuff in the woods. All right, until next time, my friends, I am, of course, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later. And once again, thank you for joining me on the podcast version of the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, broadcasting on AWSM Radio on uh, Saturdays at 11 a.m., repeats on Sundays at 11 a.m., and but uh, you're listening here, podcast version of the show. Thank you so much. Be sure to check out the link in this post below, collections, etc., for all your knickknacks, 
as seen on TV items, organizational items, just a whole bunch of stuff that you probably didn't realize you needed. So check that out below, and we'll see you next week here on the podcast version of the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor.